Good great. to see you. Great. Great. Good to see you too. What can we get for you? I'll just have, have one of those. How about a classic? Classic sounds great. So you're going to take this perfect made classic to the Flavor Wave and create your own masterpiece. Awesome. Enjoy. You guys are awesome. Have a napkin? You'll need it. Needed. Flavors. Ninja Cherry. Oh. This is amazing. You know, there is more to this ice cream truck than meets the eye. For starters, it's not ice cream. It's, it's a shaved ice. And Jennifer and Kevin Howard, like they're not just your normal franchise people either. Like, of course they want to make a living and, and they got to make some money. But like what really drives them is like they want to leave a footprint that matters. So I met them just the other day um, at our back to school bash. I got so excited when I saw their truck, like my heart just started pounding. But then what really pumped me up was when I approached their truck to get a nice shaved ice thing, their sign said 100% of the proceeds are going to flood victims. I'm like, are you kidding me? And that's when I got to know them and they told me their story. Like they were looking for something, a franchise, a business that, that would make a difference. So like the very next day, they were like at the, at the, the, the central place in, in the middle of the flood, um, giving away free stuff, uh, giving away free ice. And, and, and uh, the franchise itself actually pushes that. So like, it's just, it's just not your normal truck. Brian Zare told me a story once there was this young couple and uh, they, they had a little boy and there was this ice cream truck that would frequently drive through um, their, their neighborhood just about every afternoon. And so you could hear him coming, loud music blaring. And you know, uh, he would slow down, especially at the houses that had toys in the yard. Well, I, that's what ice cream trucks do. Well, one day they could hear him coming from a mile away. He's blaring this music. And you know, it's that kind of music that, that makes us kids, you know, grab our nickels and dimes and, and you know, run outside. Our, our eyes are big looking at the menu. This couple, they were like, yeah, we can't have this headache every single day, having this battle of no son, you can't have an ice cream today. So they had this ingenious plan. They're like, it's the music truck. So when they heard it coming, they said, son, son, come quick, come quick. It's the music truck. They got so excited and they would just dance out in the front yard, dancing to the music truck. Well, one day, it was a Saturday morning. They were back in the, in the, the back bathroom, painting the back bathroom and they heard it coming, but it was too late. Next thing they know, their little boy runs into the room with this expression on his face of complete and utter joy. Mom, Dad, the music truck, it's really an ice cream truck. Can I have an ice cream? Isn't that great? Well, I wonder, could there be more to our congregation than meets the eye? Like that the music truck is really an ice cream truck? You know, God has created us and we know that God has called us to do, to do extraordinary things. But we may not know and we definitely need to know 
that God has gifted us. God gives us what we need to pull it off. So the time has come for Jesus to, to leave. And so he's saying goodbye to his disciples, and they're on top of Olivet Mountain. And the disciples are full of big questions. Of course they are. Stuff like, well, when are you coming back? And when are you going to restore the kingdom of God like you said you were going to? And he's like, listen, guys, John the Baptist baptized you with water. I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And so his instructions are for them to, to stay in Jerusalem and wait um, for the power to come. And he tells them all this stuff, and then he just leaves. He floats up into the clouds and disappears. And so there they are. Like, now what do we do? Well, they remember what he said, and they go to Jerusalem, and they wait for the promise of God. Well, the Holy Spirit comes, the earth shakes, the fire falls, and the Holy Spirit not only comes with power, but the Holy Spirit comes bearing gifts. And what we discover is that God transforms the church so that the church can transform the world. We as a church um, have a purpose and a calling. And God expects us to leave footprints that matter. And so, you know, every year we enter into a season, uh, a couple months, where we, we specifically think about our purpose and our calling. Like, who are we as, as God's people? We, we'll tag it as a, a stewardship uh, season or, or commitment season. Well, this year... Um, our, our, our sermon series is an acronym, uh, STRIDE, uh, with a tagline, Leaving Footprints That Matter. And the, ac the acronym stands for uh, spiritual gifts, um, talents, resources, individuality, dreams, and experiences. And we're going to take these weeks and just journey through each of those. Uh, to help us discover who we are, to help us understand what God is calling us to be uh, and what God is calling us to do. Um, and so spiritual gifts is the first one. Uh, we read about spiritual gifts in a number of places in the Bible. Um, and it's kind of a mysterious thing. It's a Holy Spirit thing. Uh, Ray Stedman wrote a book, and um, I, I liked his definition. This is Ray Stedman's definition of spiritual gifts. He says, A spiritual gift is no common thing. It is a divinely given ability requiring resurrection power to exercise it. And, and one of the things that I, that I liked about his book and the things that he said was he likens it to like a, a variety of different uh, electronic appliances. Like they're all different. And they all have uh, different functions and purposes, but they all operate with the same power. And so, spiritual gifts are they're different from like um, acquired skills or, or even natural talents. Um, spiritual gifts are, are kind of like spiritual tools. And there's no list in the Bible that like, 
list all of them in one place. And, and so, you know, you go to this letter of Paul and that letter of Paul and something Jesus says. And, you know, so, so there's all these kinds of lists that, that we make about spiritual gifts and they're not all completely the same. So some of those things, like here, here's the, some of the spiritual gifts in the Bible. The, the spiritual gift of administration, some call that guidance, or apostleship is one of them. Well, what does that mean? Like, well, that's one who is sent. Um, discernment, discernment of spirits, um, somebody who's able to discern things, a spiritual gift of encouragement, of evangelism, of faith, of giving, or generosity, healing, helps, which is, which is serving, uh, hospitality. There's one that's interpretation of tongue. Like, what in the world is that? Well, some say, well, that's like translation. There's knowledge, leadership, mercy, miraculous powers, you know, not like the X-Men. There's uh, the spiritual gift of healing, um, miraculous healing, um, and, and so on. There's prophecy, there's wisdom. There's one verse in the Old Testament. You remember where um, Moses is, is receiving instructions from God on, on how to build um, the tabernacle and the tent of meeting and... Um, they're the craftsman, and I forget his name, Eliab or Oliab, but it says that he was filled with the Spirit of God for every kind of craft. And so like craftsmanship can be uh, this, this spiritual gift, this, this divine ability to, to do some a specific thing. So um, in, in Paul's letter, he, uh, our text for today, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says there are varieties of gifts, but it's the same Spirit. And in verse 7, this is before our text. Our text begins at verse 12. He says, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And so what that means is, is we've all got them. Um, there are lots of different ones. We all don't have the same ones. And the purpose of them is for the common good, you know, for all of us. And in verse 11... It says, all these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. So, the um, wonderful Wednesday class that, that I'm leading and, and being a part of, like this is, this is the book that we're using, uh, Serving from the Heart, uh, Finding Your Gifts and Talents for Service. Um, Adam Hamilton, um, he, he gives a, a, an analogy in the beginning of this book, and I really like it. And, and the analogy um, is the toolbox. And so um, this, is, this is the toolbox um, that my dad gave me, and I cherish this thing. One of the points that he makes is, is like the, uh, the spiritual gifts, they're gifts. These tools are gifts. Like, we don't choose them. Uh, we don't acquire them. God gives them to us. So, like, my dad gives me this toolbox. And he also gave me this funnel that was in the box. It's one of my favorite funnels. Um, my granddaddy gave me this girdling knife. I've talked about this knife before. Um, but, yeah, that was a gift from my granddaddy. My Uncle Russ... He gave me this. Like, I wasn't 100% sure what Uncle Russ had given me. Um, it looks really cool, though. And I can move it. And 
like, well, I thought I could move it, but yeah, like it, oh, there, it opens up and this little, this little thing, dial moves. I have no idea what this thing is for, but it looks like something an engineer would have. And so I've got it in my toolbox because I think it's really cool, you know? Um, but the, the tools are gifts. There are nuances to tools. A lot of different examples of that. So like in my toolbox here, um, I have a, a coffee can. Like every toolbox needs a coffee can. Sorry. And this is full of screwdrivers. So you've got your standard screwdriver, which is the flathead. Then you've got this other one that's kind of standard, and maybe I use more than the flathead screwdriver, and it's Phillips. This screwdriver has a name, the Phillips screwdriver. Then I had this thing, and I, I couldn't get the screw out because it was a star-shaped one. And so I had to go buy a star-shaped screwdriver. There's one that has a square on the end uh, that I use with um, my cordless screwdriver when I need to unscrew screws with a square hole in them. There are different lengths of screwdrivers so that, like there's this short stubby one and it's a perfect screwdriver when, for when I get, a, get into a tight place, you know? This is another one. Somebody gave me this too and I can't remember, maybe it was my dad, but this one has a, a, a thing that you put all of the different types of attachments and you can get really into a tight place. Um, it's pretty strong too for its size. So it's small and yet it's really strong. And then I've got this small one and it's like a little ratchet thing, but it has hidden screwdrivers in there. Isn't that cool? I love all my screwdrivers, but we might be gifted with certain things and they might be kind of the same but they're gonna be slightly different because I'm slightly different. I'm unique and, and I'm an individual. You know, sometimes we can recognize the tools. They're familiar, like my hammer. Uh, you know that that's a hammer. Um, or the screwdriver, we're familiar with those. But like, what's the girdling knife? I mean, I can tell you all about the girdling knife. In fact, I did in a sermon last year. Uh, it's my granddaddy's, and uh, a vineyard guy uses it to grow really good grapes. It's an awesome tool, but it's kind of mysterious. And this, and this thing that Uncle Russ gave, gave me, <laughs> like, maybe you can help me with that. But the spiritual gifts are kind of like this, too. You know, some of them are obvious, like the spiritual gift of leadership or the, the spiritual gift of hospitality or help. Like, we can see them. But then, you know, we, we get into the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues. Like, what's that about? Um, and the miracles of healing and of power, you know, and, and stuff like that. One of the things that can happen with all of this is gift envy. And, and Paul talks about that in, in our letter, in our text. So, um, I think that was verse 15. Let me just let me just read that. Okay, yeah. So he says in verse 14, indeed the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, 
that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. You know, so we, we get that. Um, the foot is envious of the hand. And you know what? I actually kind of actually get that. The foot really gets the raw end of the deal. Like the hand, the hand gets to, to make stuff and to use cool tools. The hand gets to play the piano. Um, the hand gets to, to wear fine jewelry and rings. Sometimes fingernails get painted. The foot, the foot every day gets stuffed into a sock and then into a shoe. It's kind of a raw deal, so I get it. I'd rather be a hand than a foot. Um, Simon and Garfunkel sang a song about all this, you know? I'd rather be a hammer than a nail. Yes, I would. Some of y'all know that song. It's a great song. Uh, I, I wrote a lyric to that. I'd rather be a chainsaw than a plunger. Yes, I would. And it's true. Like, I would so much rather be using my chainsaw than using the plunger. But we gotta have the plunger. Like, if we don't have the plunger guy, then we're gonna be up to here, and you know what? Not a good thing. So, one of the things, and the way this all plays out, is we need the, the right tool for the right task. You know, sometimes we find ourselves, maybe as individuals or, or even as a congregation, um, that we're just not clicking on all cylinders. You know? So, Adam Hamilton uh, said something about this that I, that I really liked, um, and I just wanted to read that quote for you. And too, so, you know, like we're early in this thing, so if, you, if you're interested in taking this class, uh, give me a call. So, this is what he says. What is more? When we understand which spiritual gifts may be needed for a particular kind of task in the church, we help persons identify their spiritual gifts and then align the right people for the right task. The work of ministry is more effective and the experience of those doing the ministry is full of joy for they have found the very thing that they were gifted to do. It's amazing the difference the right tool can make when approaching a difficult task. And that's true, you know. So like, for example, um, I, got, I got this new tool just the other day because I'm making Ross a, a solid oak composer's desk because he's studying to be a composer. So I needed to figure out how to attach you know, like the side slat to the legs that then the desk will sit on. Like, so, if I'm building this desk for you, I'm getting out this little chisel, and I'm getting out the little chisel, and I'm getting out this rounded chisel, because my plan is, is I'm going to take this leg, and I'm going to chisel out this stuff, the wood, <laughs> just so that those boards can fit against it, and I can screw it into that. And, well... I've tried that before, and it never turns out well. It's never a straight line. There's always gaps. Um, it's just a problem. This is the Craig pocket hole jig. It's a jig. And so you put this on your board, and you drill these holes just so. And you can screw those boards to the leg, and the holes are hidden 
and it's amazing. You don't want me and my chisels making your desk. You want the guy with a pocket hole jig making your desk, you know? This is the thing. God gives us these gifts and they're supposed to be used, but we've got to use them. And so Bill Lanning, a good friend of mine, um, he gave me this old rake. I don't know, I think it was his grandfather's rake and he didn't want it anymore. And I had this thing in my shed, you know, it was, it was nailed to the wall and this is what I did with it. <laughs> it, was my, it was my screwdriver holder, you know? And it was awesome, like it worked great. Like all my screwdrivers were just right there. But I was looking at this rake one day and I thought, that's not what this rake was designed for. Like that's not what this rake is supposed to be doing. And I thought, if that rake could speak to me, what would it say? So I took it down and I whittled this um, handle and I did a pretty poor job of connecting this to the handle. And so it never did work. So this rake is on its way back to being my screwdriver holder in the shed. But the rake won't be completely happy. Rakes are supposed to rake. You know, Paul in verse 13, he says, just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body though many are one body so it is with Christ for in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body Jews or Greeks slaves or free we were all made to drink of the one spirit and I've always loved verse 13 because it's like what Paul is saying is is that our baptism it's this calling but it's like our ordination like all of us are called to this thing and we've been gifted to this thing. You know, the disciples, they waited for the promise and the Spirit came and, and they were empowered and they realized that the music truck is really an ice cream truck. And they hit the ground running my prayer for us in these weeks ahead is that you and I will find our stride. We'll find out whatever it is that will leave footprints that matter and that will chase after it. Amen.